time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Step 23. This week we jump into a brand new topic, one that comes up over and over again on Quora, in my accelerator, in my class, in real life. And the question is, how do I get funding for my startup? Well, surprise, surprise, there's no simple answer to that question either. And so we're going to take this step-by-step through the realities of funding. That's what I call it. That's what the subtitle of the book is called in the series. And it's going to take us a bunch of weeks just to get you through the realities of what it takes to get funding for your startup, because it really is that, that complicated a topic. All right, so let's jump right in. Not where you get the funding, but what is the funding? What, what is it for? What, what is funding? And the answer is not at all obvious, because most entrepreneurs, most first-time entrepreneurs will say, well, I, I need money. It, it, it takes money to make money, right? I need money in order to get my product or service into the market. And then, you know, I'll make profits later, right? They'll, they'll come soon. I have a great idea. Uh, customers will jump on this, right? As soon as I build it, customers will be calling me and, and we'll be off to the races and everything will be great. Well, all right, let's start with that reality, which is it, it rarely ever works that way, if it, if it ever works that way. If you step into the shoes of the investors for a second, which is something I'm going to ask you to do over and over again here. So if you step into the shoes of the investor, why should they give you any money? what's in it for them? And, okay, your normal answer is going to be, well, I have this great idea, and you should give me money because you're going to make a ton of money investing in, in, in my company. But really, it, it comes down to trust, right? So you are telling them, you know, you're pitching them your idea, and we'll, we'll talk about how to, how to do that eventually here. You're pitching them your idea. You believe in this. You believed in it enough to start this company. And if you do a good job at pitching, they'll believe that you believe this. Uh, and if you do a great job of pitching, they'll think this might actually work. But that still doesn't answer the question of why should they trust you now? Because they can wait. You see, no matter who the funding source is, they're in no rush. There's no urgency for them to step forward and hand you money now. They could instead say, this sounds great. I love what you're doing. I love your enthusiasm. And come back to me in three months or six months or a year when you've made some progress and then I'll fund you. And of course, that's a catch-22, right? Because you think you need the money now in order to get to the market so you can get those customers and prove to them that, that you're right. And it is a catch-22. That is one of the first realities of funding is that there's just this mismatch. There's this mismatch between entrepreneurs who all believe that what they're doing is going to succeed and investors who have the choice of looking at all these entrepreneurs and all these all these startups and they don't have to believe. There's nothing pressing them to believe. There's nothing pressing them to invest right now. So that's the first piece. Let's, let's step back, though, and, and answer that question that I, I forgot to answer, which is, what on earth is the funding for? What, what is it? And no doubt you've heard another aphorism, which is time is money. Well, in the case of startups, money is time. And here's what I mean by that. You want to get your product into the market as soon as as soon as you can, right? You want customers as soon as you can. And one way to do that is to take some money and spend it and go have a product or a service, get something for sale in the market right, right now. But you have to pay people to do that usually. Or you have to pay people if you want it done right now, right? You can do it slowly over time as a side job while you, while you keep your current day job. You could do it on the side in your spare time, and it might take you a year or two or five before you're ready to come to market. But you're an entrepreneur. You're impatient. 
And so you want to do it now. And the way to get there now is to go get some money, whether it's your money or someone else's, and go spend it on some help and get that product in the market right now. But even then, that's not always enough, right? You want to go and get a bunch of customers because you want to be able to prove to those those pesky investors that what you have is real. Or you may want to make make sure you jump out in the front of the market before anyone steals this great idea or copies your great idea. You want to be the leader in, in this space or at least a leader in this space. And for that, you need customers. And to get customers, you got to do some marketing and that costs money. And so really, if you think about it from far enough away, you're buying some early customers. You're spending a whole lot of money per customer for the first few customers to have some. The cost of acquiring those of those initial customers is a lot higher than than the cost of acquiring customers later on, because you, you know you don't have a brand yet, because you you have a product that no one's seen yet, because because you're still proving it out both to the investors and the customers that this is worth buying. So that's really what the what the initial money is for is to jump forward in time or to compress the amount of time it takes to get into the market, get established, and build a reputation. So now we've got two pieces, right? First piece, investors don't have to invest. Second piece, if you can get through the catch-22 somehow and get some money going, you can get to market faster to to break that catch-22. And then the next reality comes along. And the next reality goes back to those investors again. Let's just say for now that they invested, And they want to make money doing this. And whatever money they gave you, they're expecting you to to spend. So another mistake I've seen first-time entrepreneurs make is they they come up with their idea and they got their problem, their solution. They got a financial model. We talked about that many weeks ago. And their financial model says, we'll use big round numbers. It takes a million dollars to get this idea up to scale and profitability. And that takes, let's say, three years. And they go, great. So I got to go raise a million dollars to go do that. Well, I hate to tell you, the next reality is investors don't invest for three years. They don't trust you enough, no matter what you do. They don't trust you enough to hand you money and expect you to take good care of it for the next three years while you slowly spend it over those three years so you can get to profitability. That's not the way it works. The way it actually works is when you have an investor that's interested they will give you enough money for the next year. They actually don't want to give you enough money for the next six months. Most investors, most people have done this before in the startup world, want to give you enough money to to run for 12 months, maybe 15 months, at the very longest, 18 months. And you're going to promise to make a certain amount of progress in that time. You're going to promise to close so many customers or have so much revenue or build the team to a certain size or build out these, these features in the product or or have it in uh, three different sizes, or whatever your promise is, you're going you're gonna to make a solemn set of milestones that you promise to make across the next 12, 15 months using a certain amount of money. And your financial model is there to help tell you what that, what that amount is for the next 12 months. So your investors, go back to this, this hyp- uh, hypothetical situation, your investors have given you money for about a year. You're expected to spend it which means you're going to run out of money at the end of that year. That is called your runway. We actually have a term for that. It's it's a very common thing for startups to measure because it is incredibly important. What is the month when you're going to run out of money? That is a a metric that you as founder and probably CEO are going to track every month. How much money did I spend this month? 
how much money do I expect to spend the next few months? And uh, when does that balance go to zero? That is called your runway. And it is a number that is an imperative for you to know because you are going to need money again before that runway ends. If you run out of money, well, you have crashed and your company is now dead. So what this means in reality, again, back to this this piece of reality, is that if you know that you're going to run out of money in six months, then you got to start thinking about raising more money right? or speeding up sales and, and slowing down the amount of money you're burning each month to lengthen that runway. But if you know that in six months you're going to run out of, out of runway, you got to do something about it now. you got to start planning to raise money now. At four months, you better start raising money. At three months, you better be in the midst of raising money. And if you only have one month left and you haven't started raising money left, you're very, very likely to run out. It takes three or four or six months to raise money. That's just one of the realities of raising startup capital right now for companies that have already been funded a little bit for companies that are growing, it still takes that long to raise money. All right, and that seems like enough to set the stage for this week. Right, I still haven't told you how to raise money or where it comes from, but we'll leave that until next week. Until then. <laughs>